This is episode number 161 of Music Lesson Business Academy. And in today's episode, we are going to look at the age-old question in music school marketing. Who are you trying to appeal to? Who are we trying to impress? Is it parents? Is it students? Or is it both? And when I say marketing, we're talking about external marketing and internal marketing. There's a lot to unpack here. Also going to get process for lever two and lever three, which is opt-ins and conversions. This one's going to work for both. Hey everybody, Danny Thompson here, your host for Music Lesson Business Academy. Welcome back to another episode. So good to be with everybody as we wind down the year. I always love this time of year. Well, I've always loved Christmas in general. I think everybody does, right? Um, but I really love the fact that my school is always on holiday break for like two weeks. <laughs> It's such a nice, refreshing break. Uh, although I'm always answering some calls and, uh, you know, working on the marketing side of things because, uh, you know, people still inquire and we want to get them signed up. Going to be interesting this year to see how things go after the holiday break, right? Uh, whereas normally we have a pretty big increase in uh, student inquiries, maybe about mid-January is where I feel like I start to get hit. So it's going to be interesting this year to see um, what happens there, if it's kind of like normal or if we have a big increase. You know, there's a lot of people at home ordering musical instruments off of Sweetwater and Amazon and Zounds and Guitar Center and uh, a lot of stuff is going to be out of stock in that music world and it's going to be interesting to see we might have a big influx of uh, online lesson students and I'm going to give you a really cool tool to use for signing up some online students uh, later when we get to the seven levers portion of the show. Great episode coming next week. I'm going to do an interview with Jason from Blue and Green Music uh, to go even deeper into some stuff that we talked about regarding that coaching call. Um, he's having some really big successes since then, and uh, he gave me a call this week and wanted to talk about it. And I thought that it would make a great uh, lesson for all of us. Also going to make a big announcement on... Uh, that episode kind of winding down the year making a big announcement it's all going to be a big party over at music lesson business academy if you need a little bit more help with your music school jump over to music lesson business academy.com now let me warn you i'm in the middle of doing a bunch of website updates over there so it might be a little out of whack but you can still check out my two coaching programs I have rolling right now, MLBA Answers 
and the Seven Levers MBO program. If you want to get into some coaching, you want to get some help, you want to do some calls like I did with Jason, and we're going to talk about it the next episode, head over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com. I would love to help you out. This episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by Never Alone Business Services, a .com, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, SEO, and website design. Designed for you, the music school owner, by music school owners. Head on over to NeverAloneBusinessServices.com. Mention you heard about it on Music Lesson Business Academy, and you can save 100 bucks off any of their services. This episode is also brought to you by the fine folks over at TeacherZone. TeacherZone.com for your scheduling, billing, and student learning management needs. Go over to TeacherZone.com, hit those guys up. They would love to give you a free demo of their programs. Okay, let's get into today's episode. One of the things that's always made marketing for a music lesson business difficult is that Overall, our business has two customers. We have the parent who is one customer, and then we have the child student, the kid. In most cases, let's say, you know, 80% of the music schools out there, that's probably a realistic uh, breakdown. And then, you know, mixed in with that, you have some adult students and the variance of how many you have comes and goes and, you know. Uh, depending on your structure and your school, you might have more or less, but very few schools are all adult or even majority adult with a minority of children. It's usually, you know, 60, 70% kids and then 30, 40% adults uh, in, in most cases. So, you know, we, we could take the kind of adult student thing out of it just for the, uh, for the time being. So, from an external marketing standpoint, when we are trying to get new students, very rarely, obviously, is the young student going to be the one that's finding your website. It's usually a parent. Uh, and this is where I think, I don't feel like I 100% have the answer on this one. I think it's a question that I ponder often and that maybe you guys ponder as well. And maybe, uh, maybe somebody out there is, has really feels like they've nailed this, but you know, we, we definitely talk a lot about showing parents, you know, what we are going to do for their kids in the marketing, uh, and how that would make them feel, um, you know, and, trying to express that in a way that we think is going to capture the emotion of what a parent is looking for. And the only reason, and and I agree with that in a lot of ways, and I've done a lot of that in my marketing for sure. And and no matter how I might change or alter my marketing, I, I would always keep an element of that involved in the marketing for sure. But a couple questions always come up. And the one question is, do we really know what parents want in lessons? And is it, is it what we think it is? You know? and, and the trouble with this is 
it's really difficult to find out because asking them doesn't work. All right. And I want you to just think about this for a minute. Asking people, well, what do you want? What are you looking for? Over the years of doing marketing, but also just managing people, managing parents, I've come to the conclusion that most people don't really know what they want, right? So I, we already know what a lot of the answers are going to be if we ask a parent, well, what are you looking to get out of the music lessons? And I think we try all try to offer those things quite often, uh, and maybe we don't get the amount of buy-in and opt-in from those potential students, or... We don't keep those students that long, even though we were doing everything the parent said that they wanted from us. Now, part of the reason that I am thinking about these things, because this, this is a bigger issue than just a marketing thing. It, it, it impacts various levels of our business and what we do. But when I say that people don't know what they want, the other side of that coin, which is so interesting and sometimes very frustrating, is that I feel like we, as the music school owner and the teachers, you know, we're the, we're the person providing the service, right? We often look at what we do and we make these changes, we add services, we add systems and things to our lessons and programs and just spend money on really cool stuff that, you know, the parents not coming to us asking for those things. We're looking at our business and saying, well, what could make it better for the student? What could make it better for the parent? What could make the whole process better? And sometimes you go to these great links to provide these things, and it seems like the parents just, they just don't even care. You know, some of them do, obviously, but it's, you know, I'm sure we've all done something where we've said, oh, I'm going to roll out this program. This is going to be amazing. We're going to do this new type of band class or this new type of program or lesson program, or we're going to use this new system or software that's amazing. I didn't have anything. We all say this, right? Oh my God, I didn't have anything even close to this stuff when I was 12 years old and learning to play drums or guitar. We didn't have anything even remotely close. This is so cool, man. These guys don't know how good they've got it. And it just seems like you roll it out and they just blink their eyes like, whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Okay, let's move on. And, and when those things happen, it makes me think about, God, what is it that the parents actually care about when it comes to, now, when it comes to these lessons? Now, granted, I don't think most parents would ever say these things. I don't think that they would articulate it in any kind of survey or anything like that. But it, it, I think it's, it, the more aware of these things we are, m maybe the more it helps us to pinpoint what makes them make a decision and sign up or stay with you once they're signed up. And I think for the parent, probably the number one thing that would impress them would be ease of use and convenience. Now, they wouldn't say that in a survey. They would never say, making my life easy and me not have to do anything or uh, really convenient for me to cancel a lesson is more important than how, how great of a 
piano education my son or daughter is getting or how much my kids like the lessons. But if that were the case, the really crappy music schools out there with shitty lessons would not exist at all with super low prices and fly-by-night teachers who are like, oh, yeah, just Venmo me the money after each lesson. That's totally fine. I, I don't need any kind of monthly you know, payment or anything. There's a bunch of people that sign up for those kind of lessons, and the reason they're doing it is because they don't want to make a commitment. They don't want something great. They don't want the coolest of the lessons. Um, now, granted, for most of us, that's not a customer we're looking for, but I think it's important to remember that even your good customers uh, a lot of them are selfish, right? And, and, and a lot of what might appeal to them in the lesson is about them and not about their kids. Again, nobody's going to admit to that ever, but I think it's a reality to, to think about. So, you know, would something in your marketing that, you know, when we've talked about, well, what's the problem with music lessons? I think for a parent, the problem is all the administrative side. I, I don't think they even think about the other stuff. The problem in music lessons is like doing a makeup lesson or canceling a lesson or driving there at five o'clock or, you know, all that stuff. I think is, I think a lot of that is, is the problem for them, even though they, that's not maybe what they, again, uh, they won't say that to you or articulate that in a survey. But I think that that could be something that might be really much more important, no matter how great your lessons are. Something you have to remember with everything, you know, if you really just look at this and, and I'm experiencing this right now, utilizing, you know, a program at our school um, using some software and it's really user friendly and the ease of use is insane like the interface is amazing and instantly we got tons of buy-in from the students and it's very easy to overlook those kind of things right especially as a smaller business where we don't have the you know we're not google or amazon and we can't just like do these things to speed up you know the the business you know and spend millions of dollars but you know keep in mind that voice-activated search is becoming a big thing because people think it takes too long to type it in, right? So think about that versus 10 years ago when we were like, oh my God, I just typed this into Google and I get all these answers. And now it's like, oh, those four milliseconds that that's taking, that's way too long. I need to talk it in. That's where things are going. So, and, and it's only increasing exponentially that desire to save time. And so I think it's important to be aware of that in our marketing and in our business design. And that, that's something I'm thinking about in the structure of our school um, as we move forward. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit again in next week's episode when uh, we interview Jason. Uh, but, you know, what is it that parents care about? I mean, they don't really care about the details of the lesson program. I so the other side of this whole conundrum is who are you trying to impress once you have somebody signed up? Because obviously if the kids or the students love coming and hanging out, right? And they go home and participate 
uh, you know, whether it's through practice or through their up, you know, they're making videos and uploading recordings and things like that, depending on how you're doing it now. And they seem engaged. Then if they want to do it every week, you're, you're most likely, regardless of how the parent feels about it, can probably keep that student uh, with you. So, you know, do parents need to be impressed with the quality of the performance they went to, um, you know, uh, or the recitals and things like that, as long as the student loves it and the student's happy with it and the student loves what they're doing? So I guess it, it really depends a little bit on, you know, who your client base is. So I would say, you know, maybe a, a rock school like Los Rios or a school of rock or something like that, where it, it is centered around a big kind of performance event that it needs to be impressive for the parents. And certainly an impressive performance is never going to hurt your business, no matter who you're trying to impress. But I also know, you know, a school like Los Rios, the parents are very uninvolved when it comes to like, you know, they're not around there, you know, getting involved in like who should play what parts or, you know, the song choices for the bands. The band program is really built around what the kids and the students in that band want to do. And obviously, you know, they they want to be there. They want to be at rehearsal. They've really defined that, you know, small group. Uh, they've found a student base that is unique to what they do, and it keeps the, those students very loyal to the school. So, you know, like I said, I don't really feel like I have an answer necessarily for these issues and how we look at it. But <clears throat> it, I think it's something important to think about because maybe we're spending time on stuff that we really don't need to spend time and money on. Um, you know, maybe some things that we think matter a lot don't really matter that much. And we have to define what's the difference between what matters to the student versus what matters to a parent. Uh, how much do we listen to what we think a parent is saying they want from us? Here's what I'm looking for in music lessons. Do they really even have a clue what they're looking for in music lessons? Or is it really more what, that we should be telling them, hey, this is actually what you want to pay attention to in music lessons. And, and I think I'm, in my marketing, certainly in my conversations with people, I'm pushing more in that direction of like, well, this is really what you should look at. And this is what you should think about, you know. Um, you know, because they're coming into it, not an expert, not really knowing, um, or maybe they just know a little bit and it's probably based on what they've seen or heard in the past. Um, you know, so it's up to us and that's where it comes back to that whole idea of having to sell and being able to sell because, you know, we're quite often selling a parent or selling a student on this is why you should do this you know, this one thing. And, I, you know, and again, it's a tough situation for us because you could just do like what you think every student wants to do, right? Which would be like, just hang out and have fun all lesson. And maybe the student would like it and wouldn't ever want to quit. But you as, you know, as a musician and as a music teacher would know, well, I'm not really teaching you anything. You're not really, 
you know, getting out of this, what you, you, you know, you should be getting, I'm not, I'm doing a disservice long-term in doing that. So obviously you can't go that direction, but when you go too far in the other direction, giving the student what you know they need without packaging it in a way that works for them, well, we know that that won't work for you either. So this is always a, a little bit of a tough equation to figure out the answer to. And, um, I think it's something I'll be talking about and thinking about a little bit more too as we get into, you know, the new year and making more changes in our business. And I'm really on, you know, a, this kick of streamlining things. I want to make it as simple for the parent as possible, like as uh, seamless of a transaction as humanly possible. Maybe they need to be involved less than what we think we're getting them involved in. You know, maybe they don't really need to know what's going on in the lessons all the time. Either way, we will dig in and try some new things in the new year, and I'm sure I'll be passing those things on as long as you continue to follow on the podcast journey. Um, again, big announcement coming next week regarding all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's get into these seven levers. Okay, if you are trying to do more online lessons right now and you plan on that maybe being a bigger part of your business model moving forward, regardless of, you know, what happens out there and when the, you know, the COVID restrictions end and all that stuff, you know, one of the things that you'll find is that, you know, your adult student or, you know, late teen to adult is a you know is a good customer for that online lesson for for all the obvious reasons. Now, one of the things that we've always talked about in our marketing is offering people some type of you know, we're giving them something in exchange for their email address so that we have them in our system, we can send them emails and things like that. Now, with parents of students, that's always been a little tougher because they don't want a free lesson. They don't care. They don't care about playing drums. They wish their kid wouldn't play drums. They just know my kid wants to play guitar. I got to get him lessons. So, you know, a parent is obviously interested in other things. You'd have to figure out, well, what could I give a parent that they would be interested in? However, with a teen potential student or an adult student getting a free something for free that helps them play could be a great lead generator. And there's a way to do it that will go way beyond just being a lead generator could actually be a great way to do a long-term funnel and get the student signed up. And here's what you would do. This is something that I'm working on. We've created online guitar courses already that we've been working on for a while. And, you know, we have the other instruments done to some extent, uh, but primarily going to concentrate on a guitar for right now. So as these potential leads come in, instead of offering them up, you know, and even trying to get them signed up necessarily today for lessons, what I want to do is give them an offer they can't say no to. Hey, here's access to level one of our guitar online course for free. Or, you know, however you have it structured, you could do it. It's 30 days for free of our online guitar course or level one for free or the beginner 
class for free, which is, you know, 25 video lessons with testing and quizzes and all kinds of things like that. It's so easy to build this stuff. It, it is so easy to structure that now. And now you've got them in something that keeps them engaged. I'm getting a whole free guitar course. Well, heck yeah, I'll take a free guitar course. Now within that, peppered within that, you're getting all these opportunities to take that person from, hey, how would you like to go beyond you know, just watching these free, free videos to doing actual live online lessons with a teacher who could follow this course through with you and, you know, work you through the course and take you beyond and answer your questions and all those kind of things. So I think that this is going to be a real easy, uh, you know, lead generator for people to do. Uh, and certainly something that will help with both conversions and opt-in, so lever two and lever three. So getting people to opt-in to your program or opt-in to your mailing list, it's gonna be a lot easier if you can offer up this type of free giveaway to the right type of customer. But once they're in, now you're using it as a way to increase conversions and getting them to convert either into somebody who pays for your guitar course or takes that guitar course, and then pays to become a full-time complete student with you. Very easy to do. I'm going to do some stuff in the future here on building courses. Um, I use 10X Pro. I, I can't imagine using anything other than 10X Pro. It's so much better um, than anything else I've seen out there. It's pretty much all in one. It, it works amazing, and the service is great, which... You know, a running theme for me with any of these software programs I use, because I say that about Active Campaign all the time, is that I can get on these free 30-minute calls with an Active Campaign person to learn how to do stuff. And, I, and they're unlimited. I could do them all the time. And uh, what I find with 10X Pro is their chat support is super good. So as I'm in there and I'm working on stuff and I'm like, man, I can't figure out how to make this one thing look the way I want or, you know, do this one thing that I wanted to do in the course. I hop on their chat support and they're awesome, super helpful. And they always get me through it. And, and that's really important in a service. So uh, think about that uh, as a potential lead generator and conversion tool for the future. All right, guys, that's it. We'll be back next week with uh, an interview with Jason from Blue and Green Music talking about some recent breakthrough that he has had in his marketing. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.